I'm Helen Karakulak. And I'm Alice Murphy, and this is Overworked But Optimistic, the podcast where we address a new topic every fortnight, looking into the various ways it affects us and consider how we can better manage the many things we like and occasionally don't like to juggle. We're all too familiar with being overworked and aiming to be increasingly optimistic. Whether you're studying, working casually, part-time or full-time, pursuing a career in big picture objectives or just trying to make it through the day, this is the podcast for you. This week, we're chatting all about orientation. Orientation is your first day of university, usually the week before your official classes begin. Orientation schedules are designed to help you get to know your campus, your program, and mingle with like-minded students that will soon become your peers. The week that this episode is released is our O-Week at UniSA and O-Week at Flinders and Adelaide Uni as well, where plenty of first-time students will be roaming around campus, probably feeling a bit dazed, confused, and caught up in crowds. Since we were those clueless students not too long ago, and in some respects still are, don't ask us for directions on campus, we figured we could speak to the experience of starting out, what we were told, what no one tells you, and what we wish we knew. Let's jump in, shall we? Is there anything that you wish you knew before going to your uni's orientation? Um, I wish I knew my way around campus. I tried using the Boston Campus app, and for some reason it didn't help me (laughs) it made it worse and also ask the people that are there to help you find your way around campus (laughs) because there are people like dressed up in high vis that are meant to like tell you where to go and I did not take advantage of that and I wish I did be open to making friends I guess because everybody that's all everybody really wants is just to be part of the group or just not be left isolated (laughs) so just be open to meeting new people not being too shy. Everyone feels just as out of place and just as like uncomfortable and awkward and nervous as you and that's how you make like you form relationships during O week and um, it's such a great time to do that because everyone does really feel the same way. Wish I knew what I was in for. I got very stressed out very quickly and I wasn't ready. I wish I knew that there were going to be, obviously I knew that there were going to be people like me in the same situation, but I was so nervous that there were going to be all these uni students there that have been there and done that and they're like, are used to the campus and I just felt like I was coming into this new stomping ground that I wasn't meant to be at. I don't know, I was just nervous. So I wish I had a bit more reassurance that there were going to be so many more people there, even though they were applying for different things, you know, you're all in the same boat. And so it's not necessarily like information I wish I knew, but more that I just wish that there was a reassurance for students that are feeling a bit nervous and apprehensive that every, everyone else's orientation is in the same boat. But I guess that's what orientation is for. You go into it feeling nervous and then you come out of it going, oh, it actually wasn't that bad. I'm pretty sure just about every campus of every higher education institution has their version of O-Week or orientation. Both of us go to UniSA, as we've mentioned before, so we can only really speak to that experience. The term O-Week is a little bit confusing and a little bit misleading because you don't actually go for a week. The way it works at UniSA is you go in for a d- every program has their day and you go in for that day. The biggest piece of advice I can give in the lead up to O-Week is to look at your program schedule. Know where you need to be at what time. It'll change so much if you know what to expect. And also, if you look at the time and it says to be there at 9.45, 
aim to be there at 9.30 because there can be long lines, parking can be hard if you've never been to the campus before and generally it can just be confusing. Absolutely. And if you're catching public transport, account for that, obviously, because parking can be a nightmare on campus, but public transport is worse. Yeah, we've all had a late bus from Adelaide Metro. (laughs) So if you look at your schedule in advance, you'll know what to expect because they're usually pretty clear. They have a room number and they have a little description about what will be going on in that time. So you might have a program info session. You might have a hangout where you can meet some of your lecturers and tutors. You might have the lunch period where they have food trucks and all kinds of different pop-ups and free food, which you've got to take advantage of. Yeah, if you're not, if you decide that you're too cool for O Week because oh, I already know how to get my way around campus, my older brother went there, go for the free stuff. You can get free planners, free diaries, free food. Who doesn't want that? Exactly. O Week can be super useful because it gives you an opportunity to familiarise yourself with your campus, even if you aren't super interested in what they're going to be talking at you for extended periods of time go for a walk some of our campuses are actually really pretty like we're really lucky being at mcgill because we have a lot of really cute scenery we get koalas in the summer there's a little creek go for a wander and find your classrooms before you start your classes next week it's also a good time to learn how to read your timetable specifically how to read the classroom allocations because To a lot of people, including to us when we first started, D120 means nothing. Find out and ask someone. Ask a lecturer, ask one of the student helpers because it is kind of like reading a new language. 100%. The amount of times that I have had people come up to me for directions, especially because I work as a U-buddy at UniSA, so I've got my fluoro shirt, which makes me hard to miss during O-Week, but the amount of times that people have come up to me and said, D120, what does that mean? B250, where? Like they can be really confusing if you're not used to the formatting. But at least in the case of UniSA, with our room numbers being that way, typically the letter is the building, the first number is the floor, and the second number is the room number. And all of the doors should have those room numbers written on them in a little plaque or something. So if you can't find d120 but you can find d118 walk around the corner it'll be there and if you can't find something don't be afraid to ask because there will be staff on campus lecturers tutors campus central staff and there will be students who are there as volunteers to help you out whether that's finding your way or just pointing you to campus central to help with your enrollment And there will be continuing students on campus as well, even in the weeks after orientation. Don't be afraid to go up to a stranger and ask directions if you don't know where you're going. And if they turn out to be a new student as well, you just made your first friend. Most of the time, continuing students will help you unless they're late for their class. Because not too long ago, we were in that position as well. And we all got lost too. (laughs) Exactly. We all, I still get lost. Oh man, if I have to go outside of my little arts building... Couldn't tell you where I have to go. There's one particular building on campus that is all brick wall on the inside. So it really is like a maze. You walk down one corridor and then you turn down the other and they all look the same and you're looking for room numbers and your heart starts to race because you have no idea where you're going. We have all been there. Yeah, I had a class in that building last year and despite the fact that I had 12 weeks of class, I still got lost in week 12 because every corridor looked the same. Exactly. Don't be afraid to ask. You are human. You will get lost and you will be embarrassed and you will end up late for a class or two. 
but you just got to be honest with yourself and with others. And I don't think any tutor will hold it against you in the first couple of weeks if you say, I got lost. Yeah, they're very forgiving. Or if you start a class, realize you're in the complete wrong one and walk out, they will laugh at you when you're gone. But everyone's done it. We've all either seen it or been in that position. I've seen it quite a few times, actually. Oh, yeah. I, so many. I remember um, it was like my first week of my second year of uni. And I was in this class and I walk in and luckily I knew I was in the right place because I knew the room number and I knew a few people that were taking the same class. And we're all looking around and you're always going to have unfamiliar faces. I think that's another thing. No matter how long you are at uni, there's going to be someone in your class that you don't recognize. And that's one of the big differences between high school and uni is just that not knowing everyone and getting to know people. And even when you get to know people, you won't always have classes with that circle. There's always going to be an unfamiliar face. Yeah, whether it's someone who's doing that class as an elective or someone who was an online student and now isn't or maybe it's just because there's like four of every class you've never run into each other before exactly so the tutor starts to speak and luckily I knew I was in the right class however this wasn't the case for everyone when the guy sitting like two seats behind me tapped me on the shoulder and goes what class is this this is writing and editing for publication and the look on his face when he stood up muttered an obscenity that I'm not going to say on our pure podcast and then walked out the door (laughs) and of course the tutor noticed and went am I boring you all already and the lectures and your tutors know that it's going to happen and they are very chill about it even in one of my lectures the course started the powerpoint had the screen with the name of the course on it and the first words out of my lecturer's mouth were so if you are in the wrong place you may leave now. And at least two people got up and left. (laughs) Yep. And you know what? I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah, because it just makes it so that everyone, like it takes a bit of the tension out of it and you don't end up having people who are really nervous and end up sitting through an entire lecture of the wrong degree. Exactly. I mean, I don't know about you, but myself and plenty of other people I know barely go to the lectures they're supposed to go to why would you want to spend an hour sitting in the wrong one especially when the right one is happening somewhere else and the first lecture is I would argue the most important I kind of disagree with that you don't get to disagree with me we (laughs) never disagree on this podcast (laughs) no I think in some ways I I agree that the first lecture of your courses in your first year is the most important because you get information about the course content and what it's going to look like overall. But I think as you get to know the structure of uni later and later in classes that you might be taking as a second or third year student, even if they are intro courses for an elective, a minor, a sub-major, whatever, I think that it's all, if you're going to skip one, skipping the first week is not as big of a deal because the content's not as intense or as specific and you can basically get all of that information from a course outline anyway. Yeah, it's definitely different after your first year, but in your first year, especially your first semester, I would say the first lecture is because it's where you kind of learn how your degree is going to work and how lectures and tutorials work. Or if you've got lectures and workshops, you get a lot of that information there. Yeah, And often you get told if your tutorial built, if your tutorial classroom has changed. Yeah, no, I completely agree. 
And it also sets up the expectations of the course as well because different lecturers, different tutors, different course coordinators do have different expectations around their assessments and their requirements and they let you know a lot of important information, especially about non-teaching weeks. I think that's one thing that I didn't know before I started uni that I kind of wish I did or at least was more clear on. You're not going to have a class every single week. Most of like, yes, you have your teaching breaks where you have assessment or ongoing work to continue in those teaching breaks, but you'll also have non-teaching weeks during the semester because some courses, I've had quite a few of these, they're designed as 12-week courses, but they only have 10 face-to-face, face-to-face weeks. So you have online lectures or video content or online modules that you have to do in those weeks that you're not in class. And I think that that's completely different in, t- in terms of what you might be used to from high school because you don't just go along, take in all the information and that's it. You actually have to do the work outside of class. In terms of being different from high school, in high school, if your teacher can't be there, you'll get a relief teacher. Whereas in university, if your lecturer or your tutor can't be there, quite often that course is cancelled for that week and there'll either be a makeup or online content. Exactly. And I think... Definitely check your course outline and the course structure that's at the bottom. And if you have like an online course site, like in our case at UniSA, we use Learn Online. I think Flinders is called Flow or something. Yeah, I Um, think so. Different unis have different online course pages. But um, usually there will be an intro or a week one tab or an overview tab where you can look at the course outline and it'll have week by week the topic you'll be covering and there'll be a little note, no tutorial in this week or no lecture this week, online lecture instead. Pay attention to that stuff because you do not want to be the person coming all the way to campus when you don't need to. And if you're not sure what something means in your course outline or in a course calendar, just ask. That's what your lecturers and your tutors are there for. Exactly. I think that's a big one. Don't be afraid to ask questions to your lecturers, your tutors or to other people in your class. Other students might not necessarily have the information, but they might have already asked. They might be continuing students doing it as an elective or they might have heard something that you didn't. Going back to OWEC specifically, a lot of students are coming from different places. So you'll probably have a large majority being high school leavers or perhaps they took a gap year and they've just come back to studying. Or you might have mature age students who are enjoying having a day away from their kids and I think this is one of the great parts of uni as well because you get to meet different people that have different life experiences and that are different ages and you're all coming together to study the same thing or the similar thing or different disciplines in the same overall area and I think that's really cool I think a lot of people automatically are drawn to the people that they went to high school with that studied the same course that decided to study the same course at uni whereas you're missing out on a lot of opportunity if you just keep to yourself or stick to the people that you knew in high school like glue because there are a lot of different people that are older than you that are younger than you that have different experiences to you and they make some of the best friends and you can learn just as much from those people as you do from your lecturers and your tutors exactly and I think particularly with mature age students um purely because (laughs) they probably look the most visibly different um just because of an age gap, I think that um, maybe younger students 
are unconsciously drawn to people that look their own age or look more relatable or look more familiar but they're not the only people that you're going to be studying alongside and I think that's really important to keep in mind. That's the in my opinion one plus side of group projects is that you do get to meet people and work with people that you might not instantly be drawn to because they might look like you might not have a lot in common because they're older or you're older but it's a good way to meet people and to learn different learning styles. Absolutely. There's a lot that you'll learn on your orientation day, specifically about the academic side of uni, what you'll learn, what your courses are going to look like, the people you'll be working with, lecturers and tutors to take note of their contact details. But there's a lot of fun stuff as well, the social stuff. And I think you have to take advantage of that because that's one of the main benefits. Almost every uni, as far as I know, has a student association who make a massive effort to plan big things in the semester to unite students. The Sorry. biggest example I can think of, the pub, pub crawl. <laughs> yeah, so at UniSA, we have USASA, which weird word, but that stands for University of South Australia Student Association. They put on Unitopia, which is wellbeing events throughout the year. They also do the pub crawl, which is open to students across universities, but is a good way to sort of get to know some new friends. But if you don't drink, don't feel like you have to drink to get on at uni because there are plenty of other events. Absolutely. And they run clubs. There are so many different clubs that you can join. And they have the campus fair where different representatives from each club set up a stall. And that's a really great way as a new student to see what's out there and to bond with like-minded people that share the same interests or passions as you do. And just to touch on Unitopia, it might sound boring or like something that you will walk past, but trust me, when there is free food and puppies to play with, you will be stopping and you will be late for class if it means you get to play with a, ba- a baby golden retriever. Oh, the dogs they had last year were so freaking cute. They were so cute and so fluffy. And you get to paint pot plants with plants in them and then you hopefully don't kill them, but you probably accidentally do kill the plant because you're very overworked. And we also have our little USASA station, for lack of a better word. I don't actually know what it's properly called, even though I should. And it's basically like a little office, but it's like a chill out room. And there's like a reception desk and there's usually someone from USASA who can answer questions, whether it's about clubs. They also have advocates if you ever need advice or if you're in a situation such as an academic review or if you feel like you've been graded unfairly or anything like that that our student um, association have advocates that can give you more advice and can help you out with what steps to take from there. So they are really resourceful. And in their little hangout room, there's usually a microwave, a kettle, some two minute noodles, some condoms, some pads, some tampons, whatever you think you may need, wall planners, free diaries, take advantage of the free stuff. We should go there after this. I want to get some free crap. We've spoken quite a bit about orientation day and orientation week overall. Let's talk about going forward at uni. So both Helen and I went straight from uni to high school. No, we didn't. We went straight from high school to uni. (laughs) We're not Benjamin Buttoning. (laughs) So both Helen and I went straight from high school to university. So one of the big things that we noticed was the sheer amount of differences between the two, despite the fact that they're both structured learning institutions. I think one of the biggest differences, my favourite difference, 
is that I can have a coffee card and get my fifth one free. (laughs) Having said that, when you start uni, the instinct is to load up on caffeine. I would like to give some advice to our listeners, but also to Helen. (laughs) Chill. (laughs) Chill on the coffee, chill on the caffeine. It gets expensive if you're buying coffee at uni four times a week or four times a day. Okay. I feel a little bit attacked. Good, because you're being attacked. So in defence of my caffeine addiction, to justify that it's not just a me problem, I would like to cite you a Sydney Morning Herald article from 2006, so probably a little bit more than a little bit outdated. However, I can only imagine it has increased since then. But BIS Shrapnel Report regarding coffee in Australia from 2006 to 2008, suggested that the food service industry brews 1.26 billion cups of coffee a year, which amounts to a total coffee sales of more than $3 billion. See, they're the ridiculous numbers you're contributing to when you drink five cups of coffee a day at uni. The other coffee cup stat that I find super interesting is that it's estimated that Australians are using 1 billion disposable coffee cups each year. So that's approximately 2,700,000 paper coffee cups being thrown out every day. So if you are going to fuel your coffee addiction at uni, at least bring your own cup. Exactly. Pro keep cups. And even if you're only using your keep cup like 273 days of the year, that's better than nothing. You drink so much coffee. They have a wine appreciation club and it's tagline is book club minus the books. (laughs) Speaking of books, textbooks. This is another thing that I think is really important in terms of going forward at uni after O-Week. A lot of us buy our textbooks before we actually need them just to be prepared, just to be organised. But... When you're only using your $200 textbook for two weeks of the course, you are going to hate yourself for spending that money when you could have borrowed that book from the library. Or if you buy it brand new for $200, this beautiful book, and then you see it on Gumtree a week later for 50 bucks, make sure you shop around. Absolutely. I think that's the biggest piece of advice I can give when it comes to textbooks. Know what you need, but don't be in a big rush to buy them immediately. Be savvy. You can buy, sell secondhand textbooks. There are lots of different websites that do that. The one that our student association recommends is Zoogle and it's an online store for students to um, sell and buy textbooks. And you can even split the cost of books with friends if you're taking the same course and you think that you're not going to, it's not worth spending all that money just for you to have this book that you might only use a couple of times, share it around Especially if it's an ebook, you can split the cost and share the login details. And it makes it a lot cheaper because let's be honest, between tuition and Helen's caffeine addiction, uni is expensive. Exactly. And if you were taking a class that somebody that you might know took the year before, ask them how much they use the textbook. And ask them if they'll give you this <laughs> <laughs> or sell you theirs. The other thing is I have learnt as much as I am a sucker for those booktopia emails that are like free shipping tonight only and I think oh awesome I should buy my textbooks now I'm telling myself especially this year to wait until I've actually gone to my first week of classes because usually the lecturer will mention the textbook in the first lecture or the first shoot 
and you can get a gauge on how much you actually need it because they will let you know um, maybe for a certain assessment you might need to reference the textbook as a very large part of one of your references. You might have to do an annotated bibliography and one of the references has to be the textbook. So yeah, okay, you might need it. But your tutor might also scan copies of pages from the textbook into a PDF that all their students can access if they know that it's super expensive or if they know that these are the critical readings that they want everyone to have even if they haven't bought the textbook. Yeah, so no way you can get your textbooks but maybe hold off on a lot of them until after your first lecture or tutorial. Exactly. Especially if you can get them quickly. Definitely. What else do you think is important to know moving forward at uni? Stress, but don't stress. (laughs) (laughs) Uni is going to be stressful at times. You can make it less stressful by just being smart in how you work, being organised, doing your work on time, doing your readings the weeks that you're actually meant to do them rather than trying to do 12 weeks of readings in one week when you have your final assignment due. It's okay to be stressed. Minimise it as much as you can. Do a face mask when you get a chance. Have a lush bath. Chill out. But work hard. Definitely. I think (laughs) another thing that a lot of students don't realise is just how many resources your uni actually has. We have our UniSA sports department and they have... Um, There are all kinds of sporting clubs. We have basketball courts. We have gym facilities. We have a swimming pool. If you are active or if you're wanting to be active, there are some really great prices for students to be able to join that kind of thing. And we also have so many support services that include counselling. If you want to chat with someone, whether it's about uni or your home life or your personal life that might be affecting your studies, there are people there who can you can have a chat to and give you some advice and that's all completely free. I think that's another thing that people don't realise. There are so many free resources for students. We have Free our or cheap. Free or cheap. Yeah, um, that's important to note. Free or cheap resources. We have counselling. We have a whole team set up uh, to support your learning. We have learning advisors. We have study help pals. We have this um, peer-assisted study sessions. We have uni mentors that will reach out to you in your first few weeks and send you emails and give you the rundown about stuff that you need to know. We have all kinds of resources. You just need to know where to look and get familiar with your uni's website. Even if you just Google the name of your uni and support services, I'm sure a page will come up that will have a list of all of the different things they offer. And that can also be really helpful even in your later years if you're looking of how to make your degree into a career and if you're looking for career advice or if you're looking for jobs that are available on campus or off campus or somehow related to your studies, that should be all available on the uni's website as well. I think especially if you're feeling anxious or if you may have complications with your home life or your mental health or your Um, physical or mental ability I think knowing that there is a team in place that can support you with that is really important we have our student engagement unit at UniSA I'm sure other universities have their equivalent and you can actually set up an access plan which uh, will take into account if you have um, a physical or a mental or any personal issue that is affecting your ability to study and that access plan will be kept on your record and you'll be able to present it to your lecturers and tutors if you need special consideration or um, if you need to amend an assessment or if you need an extension that can come in really handy so that you can tell the uni this is why I'm not reaching the standard that you've set. (laughs) They will be more than willing to help 
adhere to whatever your comfort level or achievement level is. Yeah, the uni wants you to graduate as much as you do. Exactly. Well, I think that just about covers it. So all the best with your O week and all the best to me editing this episode in four days to get it up in time for O week. But I will do it just just for our listeners, just for our big fans. (laughs) So that's it for our O week episode. Thanks for listening and tune in again in two weeks for another episode or maybe even one week for a bonus episode. Uh, For more content in between episodes, follow OvButOp on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram spelled O-V-B-U-T-O-P. And don't forget to tune in next time.